Now, imagine the anguish of patients who, instead of care and comfort at the hospital, find themselves abandoned and neglected with no family members or friends whatsoever to take care of them. Hello and welcome to the New Vision Daily podcast around Uganda. I'm Razia Athman with Mulago's Unknown Patients. This story was first documented and aired on Urban TV in 2014. The National Referral Hospital Mulago. It is located just outside the city on Mulago Hill in the northern part of Kampala. Like any other hospital, patients come in here for treatment, sometimes to get rid of a persistent headache or on some instances bedridden seeking medical miracles. With about 2,000 beds and billions of Uganda shillings spent every year in the hospital that supposedly offers free medical services to the whole nation, in the end, a few people end up lost in frustration and at worst with nowhere else to go or people to turn to. Old and frail, this man is only identified as Bayenzaki. It is not clear whether this is his real name. The nurses tell us he has been unconscious since he was admitted four weeks ago to Ward 4A. With no social history, this renders him unknown in Mulago Hospital. That one, they were still suspecting that he has maybe cerebral malaria. She's being treated on a testinate injection, IV, and other supplements. But they are yet still investigating the cause of his being unconscious, semi-conscious. Every week, wards 4C and 4A in the hospital receive at least four unknown patients. They have people at home, but these people didn't know that's the first group. Another group is a group of uh, destitutes. These come from home, picked from home by a good Samaritan, somewhere they are staying. But when they reach here, maybe the good Samaritan is busy and this person has no home, is on the streets, but is too sick. Then the other group is the group of elderly people who sometimes don't have families. Right now we have an elderly, an elderly person, patient, who came in too sick, but the patient has really improved with hospital care, which needs really to be appreciated. But now the patients cannot be discharged because he has nowhere to go. The typically unknown patients are usually suffering memory loss, but as the public relations officer of Mulago Hospital explains, some may be abandoned by their relatives. What we call unknown patients are those patients who are unknown to us. Why unknown? Because they have nothing about them that can tell us who they are. Some of them are victims of road, hit and run. Hit and run, they are hit and they are picked by police, dropped here. We have a duty to provide care, operate. Then finally we help them to, we help, we help to reconnect them to, to their families. Saddam Hussein, also admitted to the same ward, arrived at Mulago Hospital bedridden. His is a story of betrayal by his wife. He wonders where next he would go from here. 
The woman robbed me. She came here and stole everything I had. I was a trader importing goods from Kenya. I was born alone and the only boy. My mother is Kenyan and I was born in Mombasa. I don't have any relatives. I was renting a house in Nakulabi when that woman came and picked the house keys from here. She later disappeared with my belongings. My father was a Munyankole. He died. He was a truck driver. My mom was not with him when he died, so she remained alone. And eventually, I had to start feeling for myself. That lady took a lot of my money. Everything I had saved from that business of selling radio sets. I don't even have 50 shillings. And I don't even have anyone to call to help me with the treatment process. In Barara, where I was born, no one knows me. None of the people there remembers me. It is why when I'm asked about anyone, my answer is there is no one. In the strangest of scenarios, we find a four-year-old girl, healthy and lively, but loitering around Ward 4C and very playful. She's her father's caretaker. We choose not to reveal her identity or mention her name. Kasolo says he was abandoned by his wife and dumped here when he fell sick. At Abdu's, I was only an employee, but then I fell sick. When I was badly off, I came to this hospital and decided that after I heal, I will go back to my village in Busoga and even suffer from there. When I left Changkwanzi, no one was around to help me. I have been here alone. My daughter's mother realized I'm sick and ran away. Because the sickness was too much, all of my body was swollen. The eyes and the legs, she just ran away. Kasolo's daughter is helped by good Samaritans in the hospital, like Abdallah Mukebezi. I can't say that I help him 100%. It is once in a while, because I also found him here when I came in with my brother. The good thing is, when my brother was admitted here and put next to his bed, I got to know his problems. I helped him with food. When I get something to eat, I share with him. When there is government food, I pick some for him as well. Most of the elderly patients have people to care for them because they are old. They have their children, the children are now adults. So they have, most of them, they have people to care for them. But the younger people may be the young patients. Some patients, they, they are dumped here and the attendants go home. They just start dumping the patients here and then they go. 
At a point beyond the doctors and nurses in charge, the hospital's social work department handles reconnection processes right from counseling to helping with recognition of these patients and sometimes linking them back to their families. Sometimes mothers are admitted with their children and they pass away. What we do, we contact babies' homes, uh, we write to the probation office first, once we are given authority, we place them to babies in the baby's home. Then for cases like the one we saw, uh, that one, we are supposed to, to remove the baby because babies are likely to get infection on, the, on such a medical order. Uh, we also place them until the parents are okay, then we take them. So we get them from where we have kept the babies and they go. For some people referred to as sanctuary seekers, Mulago Hospital is a home, though illegally. They are not necessarily patients or destitute, but they force themselves into the premises of the hospital. Of late, we have had people who want to use the hospital for purposes of lodging. These are destitutes. Either they are destitutes or they are people, actually, who would want to stay in Mulago they are avoiding certain responsibilities like rent and what have you. Those ones we use our security guards to send them away. We have called quite a number of them, put them in cells, and uh, the police has always done their work. Yeah, those ones we have opened a full-scale war against them. And there are people like this. Actually, I came, I came to help my guy, I found this guy, I, to, 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 I came to help my friend, found this guy when he's in critical condition, the lady has run away, I had to help her because she, she, the lady ran away with the kids. Because I'm, I'm saved, I'm the son of Abdurrahman in Mbale, but I'm telling the professor, I'm going to my grandfather to send for me 150,000 because this patient needs the money. We are told he came here with a patient four weeks ago and when his patient was discharged, something happened to him. He decided to remain here and take care of other patients voluntarily. The nurses think he's mentally disturbed. That one came as an attendant. He was looking after a certain patient. The patient was discharged and he so happened to remain behind. Now. Is nursing Saddam. He's the attendant of Saddam now. So he's a volunteer and he looks as if he's somehow mentally confused. But we are going to inform the social worker so that he comes and interviews him to find out whether he's normal. But he's an inconvenience to the hospital and falls under the group that is usually forced out of the hospital. For us, we, we deal with patients. We check in their files, we get information, then we, we work, we, we help them. But for that one who does not have even a fail, it's like he has admitted himself. We work also with the police. And uh, our local security here, we inform them, they come and push him out. Or if he's mentally disturbed, we, the, the doctors refer him to 
refer them to the to Butabika. Some of them are actually not destitutes. Yes. They are children uh, whom we usually send to uh, charity organizations who are taught to has always come here to pick uh, children who have no homes, who have no parents, but they must meet certain standards. But the category of people we handle here that we are known for are the unknown patients. And as I have explained, these are people who come here with serious medical problems. We work on them, but we don't know who they are. There's no identity card, we cannot know any name, we can't know any family, we, no brother, nothing. But usually when we put them on the media, in papers and uh, radio and TV, some families uh, do discover them and they come for them. Stay tuned for the next part tomorrow, Blood for the Nation, right here on the New Vision Daily podcast with me, Razia Athman. <laughs>